3: Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla, with Jim Kramer and David Faber. It is the first day of December and we're back in rally mode with a slate full of news today. Mnuchin Powell at Senate Banking, the president-elect rolls out his economic team, Zoom, Shopify, Neo, Tesla, and a lot more. Our roadmap's going to begin with the COVID risks to the recovery. Fed Chair Powell calls the economic outlook extraordinarily uncertain, but investors are shrugging that off as stocks look to rally at the open. One name that may not rally is
0: Zoom's growth concerns there. Shares of Zoom are sinking. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, in the pre-market, uh, work from home stock taking a hit from a rising free user base and increasing cloud costs. Uh, and as well, we've got some vaccine optimism. Moderna and Pfizer filing for emergency use. And Vice President Pence says vaccine rollout
3: expected to begin in two weeks. Carl. All right. Jim, I guess the question in the morning is whether that rotation that worked historically well in the month of November still applies.
2: Well, I think that we're kind of running out of gas in terms of the oil and gas. And there I'm focusing on Exxon stock may not go down, keeping the dividend. But it does say, look, we are uh, uh, at wit's end and, and the big exploration uh, development period for Exxon market leader, U.S. leader is, I think, now over. You know what we, we are following? We're following Europe and Japan, and I think that we forget that. You come in today, and you look for all sorts of reasons why we're up and up strongly, except for we don't, we don't look at uh, Germany, which is doing incredibly well. We don't look at the FTSE. We don't look at Japan. I mean, these countries are well on a better course than we are uh, on the, today, and I think that their strength beckons uh, to say that there is a worldwide rally. David, it's not just here. Uh, There's a belief. I think it's a relief rally on the fact that we have a vaccine, but it's also not starting in America. It's starting overseas. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny uh, to your right there for a 2nd
0: were the best performers, of course, over the month of November. And they were all energy related. You mentioned ExxonMobil briefly. We watched uh, the stock maybe up a bit. Jim, we've talked a lot about it. uh, This move in oil as well. There they are. I mean, Occidental got a downgrade today. There's Devon. I mean, those moves were incredible. Of course, they were off lows that had not been seen for most of these stocks in ages, if, if ever. Uh, but on Exxon, you know, we've talked so often about it in terms of their capital allocation, uh, in terms of how much they're spending on exploration and on that dividend. Uh, any takeaways from this
2: latest announcement? I mean, look, you can cut back enough like they did. And I think that it might make the dividend safe. I, I think that ultimately, uh, there were some the recount went up again this week. And what happens when the recount goes up is that uh, OPEC plus then decides, you know what, we're not going to make it even better for the Permian. But you know what, David, I think more than any other energy company, the dividend is a religion at Exxon and they'll do anything to preserve it. Uh, and that's why when you see these write downs, you don't get negativity. You get a sense that, wow, they threw the kitchen to sink at it and we're fine. Uh, when I look at stocks these days. Carl, I look at them for income and I look at them because I've kind of given up on the idea that the yield curve is going to move, especially when you hear what Chairman Powell's saying. I mean, what Chairman Powell's saying is, look, I'm going to keep rates as low as long as possible. So everyone's looking for something, whether it be Bitcoin, where they just got some capital appreciation or whether it be something like Exxon, where it seems like the dividend might be safe despite what's going on. So dividend and Bitcoin are the stories.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, safe and sacrosanct would be the words that Exxon might use, Jim. But your point about yields is so key because everybody taking stock of the month of November, uh, best month since 87 for the Dow, best month ever for GE, best month ever for the Russell 2000. Ten-year gave back what it got right after that initial Pfizer news on the 9th.
2: Look, I, I, I think that we're in a halcyon moment, and it shouldn't be. And I know that there's a lot of people who are uh, very upset that uh, you could have so many deaths coming. I mean, you know, the lead story in The New York Times was an opinion piece, an opinion piece about how poorly Washington, how poorly President Trump has handled the, uh, the pandemic. And, and yet, the, what's the lead story for us? Well, the Russell's been incredible. That's America. Uh, the Dow's been incredible. That's it, the big industrials. So it comes back that, like I had Michael Dell last night, Michael Dell's having, Dell is having an amazing quarter. Amazing. This big shift uh, from the central office to the home, and we're going to talk about Zoom in a second, is driving a lot of what we see. And it's I got to tell you, it's like nothing we've ever. This is a wholesale shift in America, Uh, maybe not in other countries, but we are seeing the Russell as a reflection. David, the Russell, I think, is largely a reflection of the fact that we have to rebuild where we do our job Mm -hmm. and where we study. What do you mean when you say rebuild? It's your house. Yeah. Michael Dell said something really incredible. He says, you can't have one PC in a house right. when you have kids. And you've got to have... Oh, multiple. 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 But that's big. Yeah. That's why Dell could have blowout numbers in a pandemic. Yeah. Why I think that Apple is grossly undervalued
0: in a pandemic. Um, and we'll get to Zoom. But Jim, to your point, though, about this sort of, you know, I've heard this word again, Goldilocks. It's hard to imagine, given what's going on with the virus and the hospitalizations and unfortunately the deaths that are taking place. But that's the way it's being described right now. you know, you've got Yellen coming in at Treasury. Powell obviously staying. We're going to hear from him shortly. Um, uh dovish Fed clearly going to be the case. Right. Some stimulus, we would imagine, although, again, there's debates about where we'll end up there. Um, M&A, strong companies. It's the old I mean, my God, how many times? But, you know, looking for growth Then where are they going to go? Uh, it, it would seem to set up for a potentially low volatility, strong stock market,
2: new money coming in. I mean, you can look at it every morning. And this they, cohort that, of course, loves to just speculate. They do. They love to buy Carnival. and They buy Norwegian. Love to buy, they carnival love to buy Palantir a- at 4 in the morning Palantir. every morning. Yep. yep. I watch this Carnival, David, because every time it gets to a new level, they do something dilutive. Right. But that is a term... That eludes these younger investors. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Deluded. Right. I mean, you know, you and I think, wow. I mean, they're issuing a lot of shares. They think they, maybe, yes, they, more maybe they haven't been
0: clued into the earnings per share yes, idea yet. Another one that that number goes down the more shares there are. Maybe they need to. That needs to be explained. Or well, maybe they just don't care. You know, Carl. They're when looking I look past at this stuff, in the
2: vaccine and they're saying, hey, all right. I like that's what they people care are going to go on crazes. They just right? think that once these things start. Uh, who knows where they go? Look at American Airlines. They did an incredible deal, uh, well below. They need more money than uh, you know. than they could. Pop. They gotta get. They have to do another capital raise rather fast. If you listen to Phil Lebeau, uh, and, and you know what to lap it up. These young buyers say, "Yeah, thank you." The style. Of the company's going to be even stronger and. I don't know. How do we doubt these guys? I mean, in the meantime, what happens? Micron raises guidance. I remember when everyone hated Micron at 45. Suddenly, what happens with Micron is a commodity producer, for heaven's sake? But the demand is so strong that there's just a Micron update that is just blowout. How the
0: heck is that well, You possible? were talking about it possibly a week or two ago, I remember, I the Micron. Mad Dash. And I think you even said it was the key to this market. It was so. the- Oh Good call. David, how, Good call, Jim how do you Kramer. remember it was key to the market? Because I, I remember things wow. every so often. Well, that's Most just, stuff well, just they gets by me, but every so often something sticks. This though.
2: is the backbone of all technology is the DRAM. They raised the view. Yeah. The, the view. They, David, they're talking about adjusted gross margins that are unbelievable a lot of guys are recommending this is right here right now Carl and when you look at the at the futures and you say why are they up other than than Europe and why are they up other than Japan a company like Micron is in everything whether it be automobiles whether it be any device Internet of Things PCs cell phones bingo
3: I rest yeah. my case. Uh, your point, Jim, all those countries that you mentioned, Japan, France, Germany, the UK uh, had uh, PMI beats this morning. And we'll get some of our own later on today, Jim. I mean, we could talk about uh, stock record highs a lot and we will. Uh, but one in eight Americans uh, still say they did not have enough to eat in the prior week. Uh, half of uh, uh, residents in some states are worried about grocery bills in the month to come. We got some news about potential compromise solutions on stimulus, which we'll talk more about this morning. But that's going to be a topic for Powell for sure today.
2: Right. And this is where uh, Secretary Mnuchin, I think, could say, you know what, that money that I wanted to take back That's going to go to the most impoverished. Let's get together. Let's give it to the people who are closing the restaurants. It's not their fault. Let's go back and do business interruption. Let's work together. Can you imagine if Secretary Mnuchin did that? I'm not saying he'd be Hamilton. I mean, David, not going to be a play. No, no, not going to be a play. Maybe Mm -hmm. uh, Gallatin? I don't know. I mean, a musical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying, there's other Treasury Secretaries that we actually we say, hey, they bridge the gap. They did great things. I thought Paul O'Neill did a good job. Really?
0: Well, listen, there are people who are going to look back at Mnuchin and say they helped. you know, he and Powell helped save. Right. Helps save but this is his in, last a, act. in March and April.
2: Um, his last, um, well, act, his last act, act of money. taking that
0: money back and then continuing to say, yeah, take the $455 billion in unused funds and use it. Yeah, OK, great. Uh, but it requires action on the part of Congress to ha- make that happen. I could broker that deal in a, in a nanosecond. I don't think you could. And I, what, and I don't. And, I, and, I, and I'm not underestimating your persuasive powers, but I just don't think so. Have you I, ever gone face to face with Mitch McConnell? Not that you'd want to, but seriously.
2: I had him on a couple times. It went on Kudlow and Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> hmm. <I> mean,
0: <laughs> so hmm. you're backing off from that promise now? Nicola. Maybe you can't. Get it done in an hour. No,
2: it's going to take a little time. I, I have my contacts in Washington are severely limited by the fact that I have no political judgment. Uh, but I do believe that this is Secretary Mnuchin's chance to seal the approval of I'm not the one. I work with everybody. Wow. Yeah. Can
0: well, you imagine? It's listen, Jim, it is needed. Again, we, the uh, Congress goes back and forth or it goes back and forth in terms of what the number might be. But it is needed. You know that. Oh, Yes. Uh, without a doubt, to, to Carl's point, in terms of people who are going hungry in this country right now, no, it's in terms terrible. of the enormous amount of money that is being spent on the local and state level to deal with COVID at this point. I mean, just think about New York. They're going to increase testing in the public schools dramatically <sighs> to try to keep them open, or at least the elementary schools. That all costs money. I'm not sure where it's coming from.
2: Well, well, remember, Goldman Sachs said if you all wore masks, it would save a trillion dollars. But yeah. the president is, was not pro-mask. Yeah. And let me just tell you, those of you who tell me, oh, there's a mask mandate. You want a mask mandate? Here's what you do. You, you bang the people if they're not wearing them. It's like when my daughter went out the door in Spain during the lockdown. It was 800 euros if she got, if she got caught. Yeah. Well, that keeps you inside. It does. But that's not America. Well, David. That's Spain. It, true. Um, it's not America, but it would be great. But our president, hey, Dr. Atlas left. Yeah. That was a guy. He was a bit that. of i call him an outlier. Got that going for us. Right? He's an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. All he right, was- Carl. Sorry. Get a little heated there. <laughs> Trying to make a deal. Secretary of News, will um, um, you call yeah, me? We're, we're we'll gonna get this thing to- done.
3: We're going to talk a lot more about uh, White House staffing as the president-elect is expected to introduce his economic team shortly after noon East Coast time today. We'll get to a lot of the calls that uh, David and Jim mentioned as well. The downgrade of Oxy, Moderna, Argus, huge price target increase. Barclays takes FedEx to overweight. And, of course, the Treasury secretary and the Fed chair at Senate Banking. We'll take Q&A probably around 1030. Futures are strong. We're back in a moment. Europe's chief drug regulator says both Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech have applied for their respective COVID vaccine candidates to be approved in the EU. This comes a day after Moderna filed for FDA emergency authorization of its vaccine in the U.S. Uh, EU regulator says if it has received enough data, could decide on Pfizer by December 29, Moderna by January 12. Jim Axios today says the White House is summoning the FDA chief to explain why they're not approving Pfizer faster. Well,
2: look, I, I think that the system's ready. Uh, I, I, I'm not a scientist about knowing what's going to happen, but th- that I think that there is an imperative at these nursing homes, uh, long-term care, imperative among, among health people. I understand that. I think the president is right in the sense that there's a sense of urgency. Uh, David, this thing is out of control. Okay? It's out of control. What Dr. Gottlieb says is 50 percent going to get it. That goes back all the way to when this started, when there was a series of articles in Lancet, uh, also Harvard uh, in the Chan School, which basically said, OK, look, everybody's going to get it. It's novel, but we're all going to catch it. And if we can hold it to as absurd as this is, hold it to the 50 percent. That's still we're, we're, I don't know. Where, I mean, that's still a lot more people. Well, I'm
0: not going to get to 50 percent. Come on. That's one hundred and sixty million people.
2: I don't think they will either. But I'm saying that there is um, the fact that a a man as distinguished as Dr. Gottlieb could mention that. number.
0: Well, we're in a very strange time now. We all know that as we watch Moderna shares continue to rise dramatically. And you and Joe Kernan were talking about at the end of Squawk Box, but uh, where we have the line of sight to the vaccine coming very close And in fact, Dr. Fauci saying some very positive things in terms of even in the spring, younger people being able to uh, to walk in. Uh, Let's actually listen to Dr. Fauci. He echoed in some ways the optimism that Jim shared yesterday on the vaccine. Take a listen. By the time we get to April,
5: there would likely have taken care of all the high priority and then the general population of a normal, healthy young man or woman, 30 years old,
2: who's got no underlying conditions, can walk in to a CVS or to a Walgreens and get vaccinated. I would think, as we get through April
5: and May, that we likely would have the for those who want to get vaccinated, the overwhelming majority of the people that want to get vaccinated.
0: I can see all the emotion that Zuckerberg showed at that exciting news. Um, Jim,
2: but uh, well, they're making millions of doses. That's what yeah. that's what Pencil said. Millions of doses. Now, they haven't tested on that many people. candidly. we know that? Right. But uh, millions of doses. I think that this is and Pfizer's making even more. I think yes. that the issue is we've got the logistics. Let's get it out. Uh, I agree with the president that uh, geez, CBS is ready. We're ahead of Europe. I can believe Walgreens is ready. And I know that the, uh, they're going to give, they've got 20, some 20,000 different places that you're going to be able to get the darn thing.
0: Right. But to your point, Jim, things are, unfortunately, we've got to get between now and then, we've got some dark days ahead. Yes, um, and you can Because can't as you said, it, it is out of control. We bring on the hospital administrators and doctors every day on the show, and none of them have a particularly good, uh, good news to share at this no, point. I mean, look, uh, there's and they're a, very could... concerned about what the, what the coming weeks are going to bring.
2: I mean, one of the of reasons why I want Secretary Mnuchin to be like Secretary Morgenthau or Gallatin is that, David, you got to shut the restaurants. you got to shut them. You have to shut them. You can't wear a mask. The viral load inside a restaurant is too great. The air doesn't circulate unless you're at certain restaurants that you and I both know have spent fortunes. And, uh, look, I wouldn't. I have a chance to open my restaurants and have a few customers. I said, No. It's too risky. People keep going out. They go to bars. Give me a break. They shouldn't even go to stadiums. They shouldn't, David.
0: I can't argue. I can't argue with you. But, Carl, uh, the good news, again, is that we are getting closer. Uh, You know, and uh, even though Zuckerberg may not have been excited about it, I was excited to hear Dr. Fauci say those things. Zuckerberg was not... uh what, how many times has Zuckerberg going to interview Fauci? Has he become like,
2: well, what is that? I, I, it's some sort of man-to-man. You know, man, I don't know. I mean, Zuckerberg looks like those cardboard figures that you see in the stadium.
0: <laughs> oh, man. In the, oh, in the history we'll take of the a world, break.
3: written, uh, it's we'll going to be in interesting.
2: Yeah, Zuckerberg.
3: Don't go anywhere. Yeah, well, He's booing the
2: Eagles right now.
6: For more than a decade.
0: very nice. Look at this fancy shot we got here. Mm. Why not? All right, we got a mad dash. We got an opening bell about 7 minutes from
2: now. Kohl's. Okay, this is a self-help story. I mean, Kohl's today announces a major long-term strategic partnership with Sephora, okay? Omnichannel partnership. Sephora is obviously this is the scale out of J.C. And look what things happen. Look when this when you the, and I bring this as a uh, kind of a analog to what happens in this market. Micron announces good news, Kohl's announces good news. David Things that would not go up on good news are just going nuts. You and, have not been a fan of Colts. No, In fact, but I, you I loved changed my mind that last quarter because, because I was surprised. You, well, really, actually, you changed yeah, your mind? Well, Michelle Goss came on our network and she was very compelling. OK, he gave a very compelling story. OK. And this is big news because what's happened is, is that Kohl's was in an existential situation. Remember, I said that's what you said. Yeah. But now they've got if they can build out their omnichannel a little bit more, they're going to be a survivor. Well, what's
0: turned it for them? I'm not I'm not following. What is it? Is it been
2: omnichannel? Their ability to start? To yeah. Really but sell also di- a, y- yeah, but they also or? had uh, they had low prices that worked. Right. And when the uh, non-essentials were allowed to remember that ridiculous essential, non-essential. Yeah. Well, it turns out when the when the non-essential ban was lifted, a lot of customers came back to Kohl's. And this, though, is
0: again news that, you, as you say, the market is responding to news that three months ago might not have
2: at all. Right, I mean, this is a, for a partner. Yes, that's exactly right. And Kohl's announced in the last quarter, and one of the things I like is they're going to bring back the dividend. That's okay. something that they want to do. And, you know, this is, look, it's 200 Sephora's at Kohl's locations in fall 2021, 850 in 2023. I mean, this is almost like what, what, what Elon Musk talks about. 2023 is going to be some great year, David. I can't wait. What a year that's going to be! That's the year that the Eagles win the Super Bowl. That's the year that the Mets take the World Series. Yes. Hey, it actually might. They got an owner that's kind of a savvy fellow. I think twenty-three. Fella. I think you could. Yeah, I think you could lay but it I, on that on. I mean, well, you look at this. It's up eleven yes. percent. On an announcement that an outfit that I happen to like, Sephora, is basically transferring its business, you know, rolling over from JCP. Right from the JCP. So it yeah. just, you know, whether it be Micron, David, whether it be. Uh, the, the drug cohort because yes. of how many because Pfizer may be saving the world for all we know
0: for all we know and hope. right um, but one name that is down and we're going to get to around the bell of course is zoom uh that is down after strong numbers but we'll explain why we got a lot more for you on squawking the yeah, street we're gonna throw a lot of people out yeah, a lot a lot it's going to be really big shoot good opening bells coming up next
3: Watch shares of NEO this morning uh, going to approach an all time high. Won't quite get there at the open, but November deliveries uh, more than doubled. Goldman today, Jim, says we underestimated the breakthroughs in powertrain, uh, the services business and the regulatory incentives. Year to date, uh, uh, deliveries have also more than doubled.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, it was a surprising sell to hold. Uh, this stock has taken off, even though, frankly, I haven't sold that many cars and losing a lot of money. Uh, but, but there's an endless search for the next uh, Tesla and the Chinese Tesla. And I think that uh, when you see anything that even looks like Tesla, it's very dangerous to set, put a cell on it. Uh, you know, David, people like EV, they do not stop looking for EV. EVs, say again, they don't what? They can't stop looking for
0: EV, know, a Chinese I EV. Know. By the way, Neil, I mean, Indian we're showing EV? it up. I mean, it's up, uh, you know, 1,200 percent year to date. It's up twenty. 20- 125% over the last 12 months. It was a 2 bucks. And this morning, Goldman seems determined to make that even uh, move up even higher. Let's get to the opening bell. Sell and then the we'll, hole, David. We'll share some of the. Uh, Mia we'll, culpa. We'll share some of that uh, report on Neo and take a look at the other EV companies as well, Carl, because they and have BlackBerry. been such a feature. Right? Yeah, BlackBerry. Yeah, BlackBerry up a lot as well.
3: Yep. Um, there's a look at the opening bell, guys, and we'll mention Tesla too, which we now know, Jim, will be added in one tranche. Probably on the 18th um, and will probably be the number six uh, market cap on the S&P 500. Look, I
2: I would normally say that a lot of people have to sell in order to be able to buy that. David, I I actually think that there are people in this new cohort will say, you know what? Tesla's now in the S&P. We got to buy it. I'm sure they will. $564
0: billion market value now at Tesla's, as Carl pointed out, it's number five or six overall, although, remember, it's only 80 percent of the market cap that's actually going to be indexed. Um, But Elon Musk is now I don't know. You may be a simulation, Jim, but he's really, really I think he gets three reallys. The more that it goes
2: up, the more I realize I am a simulation. Yeah, figment of what he I don't even think if he if he closes his eyes, I disappear. I think he might. I think they might. It's true. You. Might. This is. This isn't. Uh, this is uh, about a dinner that I had with Elon Musk, where I criticized a view of his, and he said that I was. There was fifty percent chance that I was a simulation. Yes. And in retrospect, yeah. In retrospect, you shouldn't probably have criticized them. No, that was probably a dumb thing. It was <laughs> I do a series of dumb things, and that was certainly high oh, on the list,
0: man. Uh, well, you know, we're talking Tesla. Take a look at shares in Neo. Carl mentioned it. You guys were talking about it up two point six percent. What caught my eye from this Goldman report this morning uh, and is sort of bro- has a broader uh, ramifications is their estimates in terms of what percent of new car sales in China will be EV. And they now model China's EV penetration rising from 5 percent this year to 20 percent by 2025. They had been at 13 percent. They got it at 53 percent and 35. They had been at 37 percent. And then by 2050, it's 80 percent of uh, the cars being sold. Uh, their current forecast, they say, represents a four-year acceleration from the previous estimate reflecting a series of technological, regulatory, and commercial developments in the past months. Jim, we know some of those well. We've seen it reflected in the stock prices of so many of these EV-related companies, even though many of them are at, only at development. Uh, they Can are not eat. yet have
2: marketable products yep, out there. Yesterday, You know, uh, look, I've been dealing a lot with hydrogen, which, of course, is another one of these fuels that, that oh, by the way, that Elon Musk doesn't regard as a fuel. Uh, doesn't think the fuel cells are are anything that are are at all economic. I agree with that. But the Chinese command economy, they're making buses with hydrogen, the cleanest fuel. Carl, these command economies, whether it be with uh, with Corona or whether it be with the idea of having clear skies, we can't beat them. We cannot beat a command economy that says hydrogen is going to be our fuel. That's not the way our country works.
3: Well, Jim, I mean, we're going to find out just how influential an administration that backs those kinds of uh, renewable initiatives is going to be. Right. No, it, that's that'll of, will that's depend on what true. the Senate thinks about that. It well, it's such a reversal from the
2: pro coal uh, drill in the Anwar. I was never a big fan of drilling in Anwar. David, yeah. how'd you feel about that? The I Arctic were, National yeah, drill I, campaign. I, I was very much opposed. And you know, and know who else was? Who? Every single
0: oil company. Yeah, well, you tried to get Mike Worth to say it. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Chevron, I know. And I thought it was an easy
2: layup to say, you know, to sort of have their bona fides Do you want on a tweet? And say, hey, do you want a tweet that says that Worth is a, has betrayed America? No. Who wants those tweets? Oh, that's what you think. You're afraid of. Uh, what do you think? Aren't of? you afraid of those no, tweets?
0: No, I don't think you're afraid of anything.
2: No. Um, I know, by but the way, that's guys. That's bad. Yeah, that's um, a fight or flight thing. I've been working
0: on that for years. One, I haven't solved it. One really hopes that there is no development there in one okay. of the last pristine sort of wilderness areas in our uh, in our country. How would you feel
2: about the, uh, at the, at the Valdez? Say your, again? What was your feeling on the Valdez?
0: Was that bad? <laughs> I was against it. Yeah, yeah. With dove soap and stuff. Yeah. I, I okay. wish it hadn't happened. There you um, go. Guys, uh, talking about EV. Let's get to Nikola because it's getting crushed again today. What is that after about? the failure? Let's call it a bad, of that of getting that GM deal to be what it was uh, at least when it was initially announced. Mm. Of course, uh, mm. instead of what really it is, which is just a cost supply cost plus you know uh, cost plus agreement, supply agreement. Uh, GM not taking an equity stake. Uh, and there you can see still well above where, it, you know, of course, before they announced the deal. But it's been a interesting trip for Nikola. And there's concern there as well about the lockup. Uh, uh, Trevor Milton, of course, uh, the founder of the company, not its CEO any longer. It's 92 million shares. Yeah. What's he going to do with them? I don't know he, uh, is the uh, answer there at this point. But you can see there may be some concern about that uh, this morning. You know
2: what stock likes this? General Motors. Mary Barra,
0: discerning. Uh, tremendous. Discerning, but did, did they do any due diligence before they announced the first version of the deal?
2: Okay, uh, initially, suboptimal analysis there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Carl, I do think that GM has got an, an EV business that is worth the price of the stock. They've got, they've figured it out. It's just that Elon Musk has a product that people want. Uh, I think General Motors have a battery that people want yet others might. Mm-hmm. It's for real.
0: Right. I haven't taken a look at all our other plays. Quantum Scape, Lordstown, Fisker, Arrival. Lordstown. I have all those
2: guys on. We got so They're many a charge, huge amount po- of fun. charge
0: Point. I mean, I haven't taken a look at all our... All our fun names. I had Lord's on I thought that was a good story. I knew you did. I knew Fisker. You did.
2: I mean, you know, I watched it. My wife says, "Get me a Fisker." I said, "Well, 2023. What a year! 2023 to 2020- be a, heck of oh, a year that 2023.
0: can't wait. I mean, according to you, the Mets are going to win the World Series, and we'll just get started from there. So,
2: oh, all I can tell, yeah. you, Carl's, is that the future is brighter than the past. After this year, it has to
3: be. Yeah. I remember we talked about uh, City's initiation of Fisker. I think about it was a week ago today. Uh, looking for 60% upside, but uh, judging how some of these names are faring, Jim doesn't look that out of the question. Jim, I wanted to get you on the VIX because um, we're gonna we're, go- we're close to breaking below 20, which for a long time, and I'm talking uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, was seen as some to be a signal, an all clear almost. If you could get it with a one handle, uh, that would say a lot about the year to come, and and we're awfully close now, yeah, down I'd 40 be, I, plus I- percent in November.
2: We don't talk about it enough, and it really is amazing. Uh, It is uh, going in the right direction when it comes to what the S&P is doing. It's kind of confirmatory of the S&P. One of the things that I think is incredible about the S&P is is that we've had just amazing. My favorite group is the rails. The rails just uh, uh, – they are standing – the rails stand for commerce. And and they obviously don't have a COVID problem. David, have you seen the rails? No. Tell me. Well, I haven't. You know – Okay, well, Union Pacific had a really, really horrible quarter. Yes. Okay, and the stock has got, oh, it's got one of those patterns you like, the the reverse head and shoulders. (laughs) Oh, I like that reverse head and and shoulders. And the stock went down when they reported the quarter, which nobody liked. It hit 174. It's now at 206. David, FedEx, have you thought about FedEx at all?
0: I have because there was a Barclays upgrade this morning to out uh, to uh, upgrade to overweight. When the pandemic collaborative future between FedEx transportation
2: networks could signal the beginning of a multi-year upcycle. Multi-year. Yeah. Multi-year. Two 2023. Uh it, it, this stock uh, Carl, it when when the pandemic hit. People thought that they're going to be the loser. I don't know why people felt that way, because the the way that e-commerce worked, it's kind of like Airbnb. I remember when Brian Chesky said well, he was worried about whether they'd be a loser. Well, they were a winner because hotels don't have the kind of cachet of buying somebody else's, you know, renting somebody <laughs> else's house. Uh, I've watched his FedEx go up. I remember when when, the, when they hit bottom, even they were in disp- despairing on the conference call. It was like, oh, man. Yeah, we were talking about how
3: long well, he's been Jim,
0: CEO
2: and, yeah sorry, Carl.
3: Well, I mean, think about a year ago when the number one topic on our minds was international trade and limits on it because of tariffs and trade wars. I mean, that's when and not to mention uh, the difficulties in some of their operating models. That's what Barclays talks about today, Jim, is that you got to change the culture before you can get the uh, model changed to where margins improve. And that's what they see happening. Although I love that one of the first lines of their note is, yes, we can read charts and we know it's daunting to buy at these levels.
2: There you go. Um, by the way, I had Cal Tomeo and she used to be the CFO of Home Depot. She now runs United Parcel. She told me, and I don't know how you could possibly think of it, but she told me they are not going to miss the quarter. David, they're not. You meant some a very good executive saying yes. they're not going to miss the quarter. After UPS missed how many quarters? Quite a few. Quite a few. Quite a few. There was a lot of up and down there. If, okay, a lot so of volatility. If you have yes a part-time job at UPS Quiz, a part-time job at UPS. Do you get to keep the brown hat or not? Uh, I'm going to go with yes. Nope. Got to get back. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. There you go. Um, oh. Guys, we haven't mentioned Zoom, of course, other than at the very top of the show. It is down almost 13 uh, percent. And it was a great quarter, of course, but you can see the performance of the stock. We talk so often about the multiple forget to earnings, to revenues that the stock trades at. Uh, and, Jim, I'll just come to you for, a, for sort of a quick rundown here. I mean, they did continue to grow their user base significantly uh, with customers over 10 employees growing 485 percent year over year.
2: But there seem to be some concerns. Yeah. Well, um, we were talking earlier on Squawk that it's the margins. I think that that's not necessarily what, what the problem is. I think that they have not come up with something else besides what they are. Uh, and they are very oriented. They talk about a lot about education. They did not have a customer list that people would want to rave about in full disclosure. My stepson works for Zoom. Uh, but and we don't talk about it because, you know, it's you don't do that. Right. But I do think that Zoom did not deliver a next level of what's going to happen post pandemic. Uh, now, in Zoom's defense, I had yesterday the CEOs of the people who did the SP, the Standard & Poor's deal with IHS Market. How did they do the deal, David? Zoom. Zoom. It's and yet that did not come up. I, I, if I ran that conference call, I would have done that conference call quite differently.
0: Which, oh, the Zoom conference call. Yes, would have I would talk about
2: how they are uh, coming for the, uh, the the enterprise. Yes. That they're working their way up. Yeah. That they are going to take control of the enterprise because it's easy to use. And they're going to be able to obliterate the competition in the same way that if I, what are you smiling at?
0: I'm just thinking about who you're talking about, the competition. Oh, yeah, they're going to obliterate Microsoft. Mm -hmm. They're going to obliterate who? Well, Salesforce now, which which will own Slack at some point. They're going to obliterate uh, Google, which, by the way, when you now in your Google calendar schedule a Zoom meeting, it actually gives you a Google Meet link.
2: Okay. That's that's a pretty tough competitive set they're going up against. They're smart guys. You didn't even mention that Cisco's got in for uh, with I, WebEx. I, yeah. I, I forgot about Cisco. Oh yeah. David, sure. it's how people, it's easy. You just click on it. Everybody else is a little more complicated. Got people it. People like Zoom. It, most of the guests who come on, David, are they on WebEx? Some of them. Some. Are they on Google? Some. Some. Most are on Zoom. So why don't you criticize them? It's like, I hate Apple, and that's why you can, you have to pry my cold, dead hands off of this thing. David,
0: look at yeah. I, I can see you've got your phone there. Come Nobody's going to get take Carl. that away from you.
6: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it was a Tarleton Heston reference. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, guys, we're above yesterday's high. We're 50 points from Dow 30K. Uh, record high S&P, record high NASDAQ. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob.
1: And some record highs uh, around the world, Carl. Uh, Good morning, everybody here. Eight to one, advancing to declining stocks. Great start to the month here. Uh, Some positive hopes on vaccine. Of course, we got start of the month here. Some vague reports on new stimulus plans as well floating around out there. So a lot of positive factors for the markets. Take a look at the sectors. December starting out a lot like November actually performed with bank stocks and energy stocks in the lead. There's your value play, if you want to call it that. Uh, Cyclicals like industrial strong. This is the exact playbook of November overall. Healthcare lagging defensive and consumer staples lagging a bit, but still on the upside. This is exactly what happened, as I mentioned, in November. Energy stocks, very amusing to watch energy stocks. have become day trading ping pong balls here, uh, generally on the upside. Some of these have had 25, 30% moves up in November, but in the last few days, they've been bouncing all over the place as a lot of people are trying to figure out uh, what uh, what OPEC's intentions are and exactly how big this spring reopening travel story is going to be. A lot of movement in the uh, uh, in the stocks that are refiners trying to figure out what the demand is going to be in the spring. Meantime, Jim was talking about a worldwide rally, and he's absolutely right about this. We're hitting new highs, and in some cases, record highs, particularly in Asia. So the Shanghai is about two and a half year high right there. The uh, Nikkei this is the highest level since 1991 for Japan, believe it or not. And elsewhere, Korea is sitting right at or near historic high. And I quibble about a couple points. Uh, India also sitting right at or near historic highs as well. So Jim's right. This is absolutely a worldwide uh, rally here. The reopening story is very, very real. We had huge inflows in November into ETFs. Simple flows into S&P 500 funds and Russell 2000 funds and big flows into energies, industrials, financials. This is people putting their money where their mouth is, not just moving on prices, putting money into the businesses, and this shows you the power of indexing and passive investing, how big it's getting. Speaking of passive investing, you heard about the Tesla news. S&P 500 is going to put Tesla in at the close on December 18th, all at once here. And we're talking about $72 billion. Put up that Tesla full screen, $72 billion here uh, to go in to buy Tesla. That means there's going to be $72 billion to sell, folks. And that's an awful lot of stocks to sell. So the big question here is, is this going to go smoothly hopefully it will. Remember, in theory, it shouldn't change prices at all. It's simply just moving money around. And overall, the values will still stay the same. But this is the biggest rebalancing ever. Nothing's ever come close to this. That's why S&P consulted people to see if everyone was comfortable with going ahead and doing it. As for Tesla, what are you going to say? 600 percent move for the entire year. Guys, back to you.
3: All right, Bob, we'll see in a little while Uh, Bob Pisani. We're not too far away from the beginning of Mnuchin Powell at front of Senate
5: Banking. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Hey, Rick. Hi, Carl, and indeed. But even before we get to Mr. Powell and before we get to the charts, let's do the November final on market U.S. manufacturing PMI. The mid-month read was 56.7. So take that eraser out and then toss it out because we stick at 56.7. It's a mid-month read and the final read and it continues to build. Uh, We've now had one, two, three, four, five reads in a row above 50, and this is the highest of them all at 56.7. As for what's going on in the markets, well, like stocks, interest rates are up, and they are getting close to levels, well, the highest yield levels we've seen since we put in the low on August 4th. The lowest yield, uh, the lowest 10-year yield close at 50 basis points. Look at an intraday of 10s. You can see it rates are zoom, zoom, zooming right along with stocks. And if you look at a two-day, we're well above yesterday's highs. And if you go back to mid-November, you can clearly see 91 is the high yield uh, close uh, that we've had since we settled at 50. And it is very significant, of course, to see the pairing going on between equities and and the fixed income markets and we know that Mr. Powell is speaking as Carl pointed out and there's lots of potential for a stimulus and that should also not only propel stocks but propel rates. There's one US market though that isn't going up. As a matter of fact it's going down pretty aggressively and that is the dollar index. Look at an April chart starting in 2018 and you could clearly see these are 31 month lows and the beneficiary of course of that weakness is the euro currency. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. Uh, Rick, we'll talk to
3: you later as well. Uh, Rick Santelli. We'll keep our eye out for the beginning of that hearing. In the meantime, coming up later on today, John Ford's exclusive with Amazon Web Services CEO Andy Jassy, part of Squawk Alley's Cloud Week. Don't go anywhere. It's another setback uh, to the NFL due to the COVID outbreak. Uh, after three postponements, Steelers-Ravens has been rescheduled for tomorrow, 3.40 in the afternoon Eastern time. And the reason for that afternoon start is that NBC, which is airing the game, wanted to honor its commitment to broadcast the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting on Wednesday Man. night. Jim, you've got Steelers-Ravens. you got the 49ers looking for a home. Broncos play a game without a QB. I mean, that the, the NFL infrastructure has been really hit.
2: Yeah, but I just spoke to Adam Schefter from ESPN, who's an old friend of mine. That game is going to happen. They're going to play that game. Uh, and what's incredible is, is that the product is beginning to get hurt. And I think that all of us who are watching some of these games where there's a lot of COVID are just kind of shocked that the NFL would allow a product to be this week. But the show must go on, is what people say. That's how they feel. Test every day. Wow. Incredible. I mean, this is Dr. Gottlieb who talks about it all the time. I mean, there's a lot of people who are asymptomatic. You have a locker room with some people who get it, some people don't. But they can't postpone. They can't do a doubleheader. And they're, they're going to have the season. And, uh, Adam's been Adam about it, and he's been dead right. Amazing. It's incredible.
3: So you don't really see Super Bowl certainly in jeopardy at this point. Nope.
2: And I was hoping that, you know, the plan was to make it so that you could test everyone and you could have people go to it. Uh, I, I don't know if they can still do that. I mean, there's just there's too much of it. There's too much COVID. It, there's
3: just too much COVID. Wow. All right, guys, we're going to see what kind of impact that has on the season, obviously, which is holding together uh, to Jim's point. In the meantime, we'll take a break here. Still holding on to some uh, elevated levels as we kick off December. Don't go away. It's time for Jim to Stop Trading.
2: The Uber Postmates deal is done. I think Uber's going to be out there doing a series of things that will, uh, forums that will give restaurants and other merchants uh, a bigger seat at the table to try to figure out how they can help. This is obviously really important given the fact that right now so many restaurants are going under. The solution is Uber. The solution, you you need them. You got to send them. You got to get the food to people, and this Postmates deal is very good for them. So I think that we should be looking for them. And don't forget DoorDash, which was recommended today by Davis. before it even comes public, I like this group because it's really just two companies now. And when I finish getting this deal done uh, between Speaker Pelosi and, and Secretary Mnuchin for the restaurants, you'll all, <laughs> all laugh at me not right now. But it's going to be like John Travolta with that big bucket of blood on top of Carrie. He's basic. <laughs> we laughed. So they're yeah. all gonna laugh at me. Uh-uh. I'm gonna get this deal done, Carl. I'm trying to get it done before tonight because I got a big guest.
3: <laughs> okay. Dan, who would you well, like
2: to have At least we know your time? What's wise. the one guy that you'd like to have right now tonight? I got him. Who? Well, who'd you say is gonna be merging and all that other stuff? I
0: don't know. Benny off! <laughs> oh, Benny Off. <laughs> nice. Of a bitch. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm kind of, I thought he was going to come on with me because we're such no, close No, I got friends. that locked
2: up, David. You yeah. can have – maybe I'll give you Stuart Butterfield tomorrow. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see when we get the deal yeah. after the close today. Yeah, you know, Carl, I just – it's part of an annex that I've got. You know, it's time to go.
3: You, time, you've been crushing you it this go. week, Jim. Uh, Dell, <laughs> S&P, uh, Benioff. We'll see you at 6. Uh, Mad Money, of course, with Jim Cramer, 6 p.m. Eastern time.
0: You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
4: What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.